Available at farmnewsnow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Agriculture through a modern lens. This is the AgriPod with Alice McFarland. On this episode, the United Nations is warning the war in Ukraine could send global food prices soaring. Murad Al-Khatib is the CEO and president of AGT Food and Ingredients. Ukraine and Russia are both major exporters of grain, especially to Middle Eastern countries such as Egypt, Lebanon, Syria and Iran. Al-Khatib will explain how a shortage of food could increase domestic tensions in those countries in the coming months, creating additional global instability. And he'll share how AGT is involved in providing important food aid. Canadian barley is an important crop for rotations, furthering sustainability and lowering the environmental impact compared to other crops. Barley is also the main feedstock for the livestock industry in Western Canada. The federal government recently announced it would provide the Canadian Malting Barley Technical Centre $960,000 to work towards expanding existing markets and to develop new markets for Canadian barley and barley products. Peter Watts with the Centre will share some of his thoughts on the crop and the current global barley situation. After the break, Murad Al-Khatib. Digging into the topics that matter to you, the AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. Murad Al-Khatib is the CEO and president of AGT Food and Ingredients. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is raising concerns about food shortages. And uh, Murad, Ukraine is an important agriculture commodities producer. So that all uh, plays a very important role in the the global food supply. It's really going to constrain the whole Black Sea origin, uh, you know, over the coming seasons. we're watching yellow peas and uh, we're watching uh, wheat and we're watching, you know, all of the different uh, commodities, in particular, the effect of the sunflower side will have on oil seed. So we're expecting that Russia and Ukraine uh, conflict is going to cause that region to be pretty much out of the market. Now, I understand that you were recently in the Middle East and uh, you were talking to various officials just days before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. At that point, we were preparing for the conflict. The conflict had not launched yet. And so, you know, again, discussions were ongoing about providing Canadian supply chain, you know, linked into regional production. And again, the discussions were for not only uh, Ukraine, but also for your Afghanistan. The Syrian refugee crisis continues. Yemen is still on people's minds. So those are, are, uh, you know, uh, crises that are being dealt with. These are deep, deep uh, crises with billion dollar requirements for food aid. And so... You know, we're very pleased that we can do this as a part of our business. We can contribute back and, uh, you know, we can definitely help out uh, with the refugee crisis. And, and so it's business putting their focus to work to help to solve a societal problem. Now, AGT Food and Ingredients is actively involved in providing important food stocks. Maybe just explain for us what you're doing. We're designing packages now that are containing Canadian durum made into bulgur wheat, Canadian green lentils, uh, white beans uh, that are locally produced in that region, and then pasta as well that are produced from Canadian durum. So, you know, really, we've got to make sure that we've got a good, strong balance. We'll put that along with wheat flour, and uh, we're preparing family parcels and rations that will be given out, you know, by the international aid agencies. So the pulses are the main protein in that ration. So the pulses and the durum give the 13 and 14 and 22 and 28 percent proteins that give balance to that ration. So, you know, we're definitely with our agricultural potential in this country 
helping to respond to the crisis in Ukraine. There seems to be a consensus that Saskatchewan and Canadian grown crops will uh, be needed to make up for that lost production in Ukraine. Do you agree with that? We've been working actively with the United Nations and the International Red Cross to bring uh, you know, our products uh, into the food aid systems to make sure that we can respond to that crisis like we have to the Syrian crisis, Afghanistan and, uh, and Yemen. So, you know, that's where our eye is now, is we've offered our full supply chain and network and factories in Turkey and in the region to make sure the mouths in Ukraine are able to be fed, you know, as they're uh, dealing with the crisis. It's a, it's a tragedy, and it's one that we're watching very, very closely, and our prayers and our thoughts are with the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian Canadians as we go through this conflict. Murad Al-Khatib is the president and CEO of AGT Food and Ingredients. After the break, Peter Watts with the Canadian Malting Barley Technical Centre. Digging into the topics that matter to you, the AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. Peter Watts is the managing director of the Canadian Malting Barley Technical Centre. Peter, after last year's drought, uh, certainly we're seeing uh, big demand for both feed and malting barley. About 75% of all the barley that's grown in Canada does end up in the feed sector and then in the balance um, in the malting and brewing industry. So very important to have that strong feed sector. It encourages producers, means they have a couple of marketing options for their barley. If they don't uh, sell it as malt, they can always sell it into the feed sector. So strong feed market is very important for the whole industry, for the malting and brewing industry as well. So what is the current global barley situation like? According to the USDA, the world had the lowest barley ending stocks since 1983, and the drought in Canada this past year obviously didn't help. We've had very strong demand for barley from China in the last couple of years as a feedstock, and that's really been an important factor in global trade and um, supporting prices. So we're going into this year with very tight stocks, both here in Canada and, and globally. Now, we're aware how the drought affected Canadian production, but is there uh, other parts of the world that produced a good barley crop? Down in in Australia, they actually had a record barley crop this year, 13.7 million tonnes, according to their ag ministry. So uh, they have uh, quite strong supplies, but that's only one country. And now with the uh, outbreak of war, the supplies in uh, the Black Sea region coming out of Ukraine and Russia are questionable, and that's uh, added significant premium to the market over the past uh, just few weeks. So switching over to the domestic front, um, it appears growers are switching over to some of the newer malt barley varieties. What kind of an impact is that having? We're a little bit of a victim of our own success in Canada with varieties like Metcalf and Copeland that have been you know, extraordinarily popular with end users here in Canada and our international customers. But those are 20-year-old genetics, so transitioning to newer varieties with better agronomics and disease packages is, is important to stay competitive. And, and in the last few years, we have seen that uh, with uh, AAC Synergy becoming a broadly accepted variety by both the domestic and um, and international end users and newer varieties now like uh, AAC Connect, CDC Fraser, some those are some of the up-and-comers that are being um, tested and accepted and adopted by uh, the malting and brewing industry. And so this is this is a real bonus for producers as these varieties have better yields and, and better disease packages, better standability and great end-use quality. 
Peter Watts is the Managing Director of the Canadian Malting Barley Technical Centre. This is the Agriculture News and Review for the week of March 7, 2022. The Russian invasion of Ukraine drove up global wheat prices, setting the stage for worsening food inflation. The uncertainty has sent wheat prices skyrocketing more than 50% since the invasion began. University of Saskatchewan agriculture professor Stuart Smith said if farmland isn't seeded this spring, it could trigger a global wheat shortage. He added ongoing uncertainty has driven up wheat prices, but that it will take some time to trickle down to consumers. The United Nations World Food Program ramping up food aid to war-torn Ukraine. The program is looking for partners to distribute the food. Ukrainian ports were closed, meaning all food aid needs to be delivered by land. The program buys more than half of its wheat from Ukraine, and there are fears the war will disrupt 2022 production, driving global food prices even higher. A lack of affordable food could increase domestic tensions in several poorer countries. Ukraine is also the largest producer of sunflowers in the world. The country accounted for about 30% of the global crop. Chuck Penner with Left Field Commodity Research said sunflowers are crushed in Ukraine and then the oil is exported. He says those crushed plants have shut down, causing a shortfall in global sunflower production and supplies, which could have oil buyers and importers switching to other oils like palm, soy or canola if it's available. It's been a dismal winter for grain transportation in Western Canada, with only a small drought-reduced crop preventing it from being a much larger story. The Ag Transport Coalition, which monitors rail performance on behalf of grain companies and various agricultural organizations, released the number for Shipping Week 29 that ended February 20th. Milt Poirier with QGI Consulting said Manitoba saw the worst performance with none of the ordered cars delivered during Week 29. CN did better in Alberta than Saskatchewan and CP vice versa. Poirier is not convinced that service will improve much until the new crop year. The cattle industry expressed its concern about the potential for a CP rail strike. Saskatchewan Cattle Feeders Association President Will Lowe said a strike could become an animal welfare issue as producers have already been struggling to line up feed. A rail strike could stop shipments of corn for feed. He said the industry is in a just-in-time situation with only about 8 to 12 days supply on hand. Lowe said another key concern is the timing since the House of Commons is now on a break. Ottawa has proposed a reduction of greenhouse gas emissions from fertilizer use of 30% by 2030. A discussion document suggests broader adoption of new products and use of beneficial management practices could happen without compromising crop yields. The discussion document is available for comment until June 3rd. The Alberta government has committed funding to address the need for more rural veterinarians. The University of Calgary's Faculty of Veterinary Medicine will receive $59 million as part of a strategy to double student enrollment. The funding will expand the physical space for extra students over the next three years, and there is a commitment to allocate money for an additional 50 seats within the veterinary medicine program. Plans include the expansion of enrollment for veterinary technologists at technical colleges in the province and investments to attract rural students from rural Alberta. And the Canadian Food Inspection Agency detected the presence of potato wart in a third field in Prince Edward Island. 
The agency issued the statement saying the fungus was detected in a field near two other farms where it was initially found this past October. The federal agency said the latest find was not a surprise, considering it's common to detect potato wart in nearby fields during an investigation. Last November, the federal government banned the export of seed potatoes from PEI, and the continental United States market has been closed to all island potatoes ever since. If you like what you've heard, you can rate and review wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to subscribe to AgriPod with Alice McFarland for more weekly episodes. The AgriPod is produced by Colby Heiss with host and CJVR Agriculture Director Alice McFarlane and is a division of the Jim Pattison Broadcast Group. Available wherever you find your favorite podcast and at farmnewsnow.com.